Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Intro, 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 intro. Ow! This movie's still fine. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the worst idea of all time, season three, episode six, a podcast featuring myself, Tim Bat, and also me, Guy Montgomery Flavor. Uh, if you've never joined us before, welcome. What a, what a way to jump into the pool. Um, yeah. This is a podcast. This is a movie review podcast. Is what this is. That's exactly. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And the movie that we are reviewing this week, uh, for the sixth time, is "We Are Your Friends," a movie uh, wherein young Cole Carter, uh, a plucky young upstart from the San Fernando Valley, just outside of Los Angeles, pursues his dream of becoming a successful electronic music DJ. Uh, and along the way, his friends are there, for better or worse. And uh, he, he he runs into some some obstacles. Uh, some of them he overcomes. Some of them, you know, he runs into some temptations, drugs, mm. Mm. Uh, cheating on his friend, cheating, 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 uh, just cheating, cheating. And it's not a movie. I got up at eight a.m. to watch this movie this morning, Tim. And it's not a movie that you'd get out of bed for. <laughs> Absolutely not. Neither literally nor figuratively. Um, I just, at this one and a half minute mark, would like to uh, thank our sponsor, Big Pipe Broadband, mm. who don't throttle you and they don't have contracts. And if you're in New Zealand, you need to go to bigpipe.co.nz and sign yourself up there right now. You, because need, you need to. You've got the, the best, the very best internet you could hope for. That's right. The- they, they do the unfettered, uh, what do they call Naked fiber where you don't have to get a, a phone line you need to do this the, the less questions asked the better but yeah, let's just say get on there, I, would, I would if i was you and i was listening to this i would do it immediately i would i'd pause the podcast to do it because uh yeah it's it's in everyone's best interests absolutely just go there right now bigpipe.co.nz um just the right kind of pipes that you need if you're in new zealand that's now that's not the tagline that they have it's the tagline they should have it's the tagline yes. they deserve Guy, uh, couldn't agree with you more. This, I, when I was watching We Are Your Friends today, 
um because we've been doing it by ourselves we are both uh in separate places again this week uh you're in australia actually what whereabouts are you, are you uh, in melbourne i'm back in melbourne moment? yeah the weather's all crazy, but in Sydney, right, at the moment? Yeah, no, Melbourne's fine. It's just uh, grey and, and drizzly. But no, it's right. absolutely going ballistic up further further north along the, the east coast of Australia. It's bloody... Oh God. So much water. There's hey, our, so much water. Our thoughts are with you. Australia does not fuck around. I moved to Sydney once briefly, and the second day I was there, there was a literal flash flood. And this is like in the CBD. There was a flash flood... Tons of lightning, and uh, a young graffiti artist unfortunately lost his life because he was like down in the sewers doing some tagging and uh. just came thick and fast. Um, not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is the movie. I wouldn't now, do my said, I wouldn't do my tagging in the sewers because no one would see it. This is a really good point. Yeah, because that's that seems to be the main point of it, isn't it? Like, visibility. A huge Ninja Turtles fan. Yeah, or maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. He's got a very niche target demo. People who hang out in the sewers. Yeah. Anyway, as you were Could saying, be a thing. Um, while watching it, I was like just imagining what it would be like to do this podcast if you were just one person instead of two people doing it together. Like if either just you or I attempted to watch one movie uh, by ourselves once a week. Well, for a year, maybe it's so grim. I know that this is the last season, but maybe we mm. could both release spin-off podcast next year where we do that. We both just watch one movie. Don't you find it the most depressing exercise? Just like watching a movie that you've already seen that you know you don't like by yourself because you have. You to? love this movie. You you think this movie is is uh, the Citizen Kane of our generation? Uh, a lot of things were said. Um, I don't know if I can stand by that anymore. Uh, this movie is really starting to t- turn on me. What what is very uh, what I did uh, while I agree with your point. What I did take comfort in knowing was that I was I took notes and I was like, well, at least I've got someone to talk to about this. At least there's someone who's on my level, and that's you, Tim. I think you're on my level. Yeah, that's true. But imagine if I wasn't. Imagine if there was no one. Uh, well, then. Yeah, then you are running into interesting territory. It's a very different podcast, and I think it's a, a lot dark. I I feel like these ones, when we aren't um, watching it together, are tonally a bit darker than the normal ones. But I don't know. I could be could be wrong on that. Um, I'm keen to hear your thoughts and some notes, guy. Pull me out of this funk. Let's talk about the film. Okay, well, these guys are obsessed with money, right? We know that. Um, yeah. Co- At one point, Johnny Depp potentially pops out a gold bar and puts it on his desk. Yeah, I definitely think that is a gold bar. I think they're all. I think it's a fine. I actually think it's a because when he's on the phone to Tanya Romero in um, Page's house of swindle, he the boys are all crowded around self uh, cell phone looking at something that Johnny Depp's playing, and so I think it, he's got like a gold iPhone or something. Nah, it's the the it's Page is he's worried he's losing them, and so he um. He's pretty much bought out, you know, the only thing he hasn't fucked, the only valuable stone <laughs> or, on. or metal he hasn't fucked in his office, and it's one bar of gold. Oh, and, on. and he says to the boys, if you boys can figure out how to put your dick inside that bar of gold, <laughs> it's all yours. And so what Johnny Depp's trying to do is is find a way. He's trying to get Cole's opinion on that. But before we can uh, dig into that, mm. they're not... So the movie starts uh, with... 
Jarhead negotiating with the very sweaty and anxious uh, club owner or manager about you know the rate at you know the value of the people yeah. they're going to bring into the club, and yeah. um, I mean there's all sorts there's all sorts of negotiations happening very early. Cole, mm. thankfully, and to Jarhead's credit, Cole, Jarhead does just let Cole focus on the music. Cole's making his beat. Jarhead's taking yeah. care of the business end of things. Yeah. Uh, so he's on the phone and he says. Um, First of all, DJ Devon's going to be going up at 11 and Cole's on at 9, and that is unacceptable, obviously. Mm. Uh, so they renegotiate that. The other thing is, though, that Jarhead's upset at the notion they're going to be getting $5 a head. So for every person they bring into the club, into social, yeah, they get $5 a head. And he says, seven I'll give you 500 uh, people and we'll call it $7 a head. And the guy's like... You bring in 500 people and I'll give you head. So he never closes on that deal. He does a gag. It's not it legally binding. It seems implied. Yeah, it, it seems it implied. implied. Yeah. So anyway, if what say that they get they're at $7 a head, that means that they bring in 562 people into the club that night. We know that. It's a quoted mm-hmm. figure from Jarhead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they each open their envelope and they've each got $200. Right. Now, if they put in 562 people at $7 a head, yeah. they should have made, collectively, $3,934. Okay. So they should each have $983. So they've been, like, stiffed. Maybe Johnny... They've been properly stiffed. Maybe Not jo- even, like, a little bit no. short change, but that's proper fucked. Like, I don't know if Johnny Depp's taken money from the top. I don't... Ah. I don't know, like... Surely, if Mason's taking care of the money side of things, he should be the one collecting the paychecks. What's he doing just driving out to the desert and waiting for the money to come to him? Because Mason works in... T- I mean, J- uh, Jarhead works in tandem with Johnny Depp. They're kind of like a one-two punch where well, f- Jarhead's kind of like the sales rep and then Johnny Depp is collections. They're not good. Yeah, well, even, clearly Even not. at the lower rate of five... Of, say it's $5 a head... They should get yeah. two thousand eight hundred and ten dollars each. So they should each have seven hundred and two dollars. I mean, they are losing. How do you know so much? How do you money? know they've got two hundred bucks per pop in their envelopes? Because he Is says that stated. Yeah. Mm. Fuck, man, they did get really stiffed there. No wonder Jahi gets so upset about it. Yeah, but that it doesn't go back. I mean, the the club owner's obviously he's he's an anxious guy. You know, when they come in and he goes, "Where are my five hundred, bro?" He goes, yeah. don't play any of the songs on that list. Save some firepower for Mr. Reed. Yeah. The songs on that list, by the way, is just Disco Inferno. <laughs> That'd be so good. But he wrote it like lots of different ways to make sure that there was no confusion. So one's in all capitals, one's in all lowercase. He wrote it. He does it. with the first letter yeah. capitalized. He's never had a conversation with Cole, so he's written it in every possible language as well. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know, like, they're also meant to be obsessed with getting money. Like, you know, when uh, Johnny Depp, that he shows off uh, Paige's Ferrari and he does his whistle, his patented whistle. He goes, yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, Ferrari. Oh, yep. money. And then just fucking, just, you know, work on your shit, boys. Yeah. 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 They're, they're too obsessed with getting, getting lick it up, having sex with strange women. They're not focused on the business end of things here. But that's the beauty of the movie guy, that these these young gentlemen want it all. They started from the bottom, San Fernando Valley, and now they're here, which I don't, is I don't think the just San, a couple steps up from the bottom. I don't think the San Fernando Valley is the bottom. No, it's not, actually. 
definitely not. Um, <laughs> oh, could you hear Jesus. that? Jesus Christ, it's a little hard to miss, mate. That was my father's sneeze. That was the loudest thing I've ever heard. I take your meaning, and I think if they just buckled down in a normal job, they could, and applied themselves, they could actually achieve quite a lot. Like, I want to see those guys uh, in a restaurant. I actually think that they could do really well. We've already got Zicoli as a brand name for the pasta, and that can be some sort of patented dish that they come up with. I can see Johnny Depp being a very capable, uh, what are they called, maitre d' at the front of house. And do you know what I see for our young Jahid friend who's got the hot temper? A chef. Yeah, there's no way he's not a chef. Chefs are always so angry. He would be such a liability on the floor. Can you imagine getting a meal from Jahid? You, oh, it would be so intimidating. I would never. That'd be great. I'd never send it back. Yeah, exactly. I reckon that'd be pretty good, though. I actually see a really bright uh, culinary future for our friend Jarhead. What do you see for young Squirrel? Squ- I wanted to say accounts, but then it it sounds vaguely. Oh, look, mean man. squirrels to pigeonhole them like that. Squirrel's gonna die no matter what. Squirrel is meant to be so smart, right? It's a said yeah. that he went to university. When yeah. they get given money by Paige on their first day of work, ripping people off when their houses are foreclosing, all Squirrel says is smell it. He just wants everyone to smell the money. That's not a smart man. Money smells nah. terrible. Yeah. It's dirty. And you shouldn't put your face up to it because a lot of people have touched it and it never gets cleaned. Especially if it's American money. I clean, in New Zealand and Australia, we've got plastic yeah. money that you can actually wash. I clean, so wish. I clean all my money. Do you? Every morning. That's because you got confused about what the nature of money laundering was, though. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be very rich if this money laundering thing keeps, keeps going the way it is. I've got the cleanest tens. I water blast them. I'm losing a lot of money on water. Yeah. I don't think you could explain to me out loud right now how cleaning money makes you more money. You just keep hearing the word money laundering all the time. And you gotta, you've got to project the way you want the world to see you. You've got to, you've got to project that out. So if I've only got the cleanest money, I'm a clean businessman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will that will create more business, generate more interest, more money, more cleaning. Right. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, do you know what? After stepping me through it, you're right, it is pretty obvious in retrospect. Hey, um, can I say a little something about Dadhead? Yeah, always. A man who we only see uh, out of focus quite briefly at the start. I reckon he might be the T-1000. Are you? How familiar are you with, uh, with Terminator 2 as a film? N- not remotely. Is, Have you seen it ever? Uh, is that the one where he says, I need your boots? Your car, your jacket, and your, and your mo- motorcycle. Yeah, your jacket and your motorcycle. I've seen that scene. And that's the first movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. that's when Arnie first arrives. And uh, yeah, okay. The answer is he, no. He then. rocks into a bar, biker bar. Um, now the T1000 is in the second movie, and he's the one who can shapeshift. Yeah, he's like he's the antagonist. Yeah. Um, I reckon he like Dadhead reminds me heaps of him. Same sort of build. Uh, similar voice to that actor. So I'm wondering if maybe Dadhead is a future robot sent from the future to the past, our present, to kill Jarhead. Which then makes me think maybe the universe has really big things in store for Jarhead that the T-1000 is trying to stop. But the only way the T-1000 can stop him, because this is like a more subdued vision of a post-apocalyptic reality, sci-fi reality. So like 
he just keeps throwing chores at him rather than tries to murder him. So he's not trying to actually physically kill him, he's trying to kill his spirit. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like the weakest sci-fi movie. No, but if you think about it, that's quite good. Because if you kill someone, you can make them a martyr, right? Like John Connor could be a martyr for this cause and uh, then people rally around the kind of image of him. But if you break John Connor's spirits by making him do the washing and the roofing all the time, who like who's going to rally behind that historic figure? He was just some fuckwit who kept getting bonkers on the weekend, promoting social on a Thursday. No one's going to get behind that. I reckon this version of the T-1000, in a lot of ways in a historical sense, way more effective I gotta pa- than just a I'm, murderous robot. I really want to talk to you, Tim, about this, but I've got to pause you because I'm oh. okay. I'm sitting in my hotel bed yeah, and the wall, it's against a wall, which is obviously against another room, and <laughs> the other wall has started banging quite rhythmically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, uh, I'm in headphones, so I wonder if, uh, I'm really, there's still banging, man. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do either. <laughs> I'm real torn between taking a real creepy vibe and getting you to put the microphone against the no, wall for the I'm good not. of the podcast or you extricating yourself from the whole situation. No, I'm wondering if they can hear my muffled tones through the wall. That's all right. People can talk in a hotel. People can fuck in a hotel room too, though, you know, Every, to each yeah. their own. Well, that's right. They're probably next door listening carefully going, I'm pretty sure that guy's talking about we are your friends. <laughs> Should we stop having sex and go and join the conversation? <laughs> Uh, um, hey, well, can you just uh, interrupt me whenever during the next um, however long of this record to give me updates on that, please? Well, the banging has stopped now. Ah. It's short-lived. Very in-and-out, efficient stuff. Okay. Maybe Good on them. Maybe, well, Getting they, it done. Maybe they've gone to have sex somewhere else in the room. Speaking of which, by the way, the, yes. how big is the hotel room where... Zicoli and Sophie stay. Yeah, and you know it hasn't been comped either. I know, because they, cause they, they can't they be staying in the one that. that James gets provided because that would be madness. Oh, fuck, that would be, that'd be so intense. But then again, he couldn't call them out because he hooked up with those Ukrainian um, contortionists. Yeah. What were they? Uh, Not ballerinas, acrobats, acrobats. Acrobats, that's right. So, like, imagine if it was one of those double, double jeopardy situations where they both get to the desk at the same time to get a room key, and fucking Zakoli's there with Soph Dog, well, Z- and then Zicoli James and- Reed of the Fearless is there with some Ukrainians, and everyone's just like, well, I guess this is a freebie, and no one ever talk of this night no, again. No, because Zico- there's an emotional investment between uh, James Reed and Sophie, and Sophie and Zakoli would just lie and say, oh... No, we're just here as mates, uh, which is obviously so transparent, except for James Reed, who would be so busy scrambling to come up with his own life for why he's hanging out with... Ah, i tell you why. He'd say, uh, who these? No, don't worry about these, Soph. Uh, these are just some acrobats I'm going to put in a laptop box, and I was hoping to surprise you next week, Zicoli. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, foiled again foiled with my again. generous spirit. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that would be. But it's just how that would go down. They would. They, I mean, she's saying she doesn't have enough money to go back to university. Well, stop mm. blowing it on a whim. I don't think she paid for it, and maybe I don't know why I've got that in my head. But I reckon Zicoli's put it on a credit card somewhere. You reckon? Mm. 
Plus, he's raking in the dough for closing on people's houses yeah, but he's and not stealing he's Tanya not, Romero's nest egg. He's not spending any of it. He's very uncomfortable with it. Speaking of Tanya Romero's nest egg and the, yes. that money, yeah. if you were living in a house and someone rang the doorbell and there was just a shoebox filled with like tens of thousands of dollars of cash, yeah, and you open the door and it's just a shoebox full of cash, do you take it? Desperate times, bro. If the situation is I'm a single mother and I literally have to keep housed and feeding this monster, which is in no way a term of endearment, but literally a monster that I've given birth to, which is, if you think teenagers eat a lot, try raising a literal monster. Mm. They're very expensive, very hungry. They grow faster than we do. Yeah, they do. And so they consume a lot more energy. So you've got to just keep throwing really protein dense foodstuffs at them so if i'm in that situation and no one else is like they're giving me a hand and my house has just been foreclosed on and i get that shoebox i would definitely think about it um in my normal like in my life at the moment if that happened i would i definitely think i'd go to the police yeah because that that's like someone's died to bring me that shoebox that's right i would think you need to leave it always leave a note um because without context, it's quite terrifying to just get a box of money. But if Zakoli had been like, hey, Tanya, I feel terrible about everything that happened. Mm. Have a shitload of money. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that would be different. Because, yeah, I just think there's something very sinister about a shoebox of money. Unmarked bills. Oh, Un- no, <laughs> no question. Yeah. It's not really a good way to... Even if you put it in an envelope, I feel like that would be nicer. But there's something really uh, sort of mafioso about the... I tell you what, appearance of I wonder unmarked if, bills as a, a gift shoebox. as a gift to the monster because he kept his discman in there as well. I wonder if he left the discman in. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be a nice touch. Music does soothe the savage beast, they say. The savage. Wait, is that the same beast? Uh, I don't think that's the saying. Ah, uh, I thought it was. Hmm. Foiled again. I feel hey, like can I give you my. Sh- oh, yeah, yeah, I just think. No, that, you, I, I'm just go. worried about Zakoli. Like I think. He's getting ahead of himself. He played one song at Summerfest, which uh, a DJ set doth not... One song a DJ set doth not make. He played one song and walked off, and everyone was like, what the fuck? He just got us going. Do you know, I really thought about this this watch as well. The fact that this whole movie is really Zicoli making a single track. One track. And it's a whole movie's worth of shit. I know, and and also it's supported by the notion that he keeps repeating throughout the movie. All you need is one track. All you need is one song. Absolutely it's not, not true. It's not true at all. Does like does he not know? You know, has he not heard of one hit wonders and how that's a it's not a good thing to be in the music industry? People are starting to give Lord shit because she hasn't put out an album in a couple of years. Like who's, she's got tons of bands. Who's giving Lord shit? The New Zealand Herald. Who else? Oh fuck. <laughs> What a what a fantastic uh, piece of journalism, New Zealand Herald. Under, is. under pressure, right? Under pressure is the song. Uh, Dave, Freddie Mercury. David well, it's Bowie Queen, and isn't Queen. it? And David Bowie. That, I'm pretty sure they knocked that out because they had a spec few hours in a recording studio. Really? Yeah, I think it was it was like a tack on. Like they just they made it up. Freddie Mercury and David Bowie wrote it together because they were recording some other track. I'm pretty sure. And they had some spare time, so they just started jamming, and it, it just fucking came out. And eventually launched the career of Vanilla Ice, all on a David Bowie and Freddie Mercury whim. Oh, man. 
slight divergence. I know we're supposed to talk about We Are Your Friends as a movie, but um, last night I went to a, a screening of Little Shop of Horrors, the Rick Moranis one, um, and it was like a like a, a cool B movie screening in a bar. And uh, they had trailers from the era when the movie came out to play before it played. And there was a Vanilla Ice movie, which I can't remember the title of. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. The trailer was fucking sensational. It sounds good. Just like it's Vanilla Ice, and there's a um a like a so he's the kid from the wrong side of the tracks, um, and he appears on the scene in like white suburbia, uh, falls in love with this girl. She falls in love with him, and then I think she goes missing or something, or someone in the neighborhood goes missing, and everyone thinks that Vanilla Ice is is uh sort of the kidnapper. And it just like, there's so many bonkers things that are happening on motorcycles and just stupid fucking catchphrases being delivered by Vanilla Ice. Oh, I saw Vanilla Ice recently in a promotional video for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the latest one. And he was doing the, the um, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go rap from the original movies, the live action movies that came out in the 90s, 80s, 90s, 90s, I think. And uh, it was one of the saddest things I've seen. It was in a big publicity event, lots of media and stuff to launch the new Michael Bay. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and uh, Vanilla Ice is there just trying to amp up this crowd. Oh, Good on him. Fuck. Nah, fuck. man. That's that circuit. That's his bread and butter now. I get that and I, I respect it, but it's very depressing to watch. Now, Tim, to bring- Maybe being in the room. Do you know what? To be fair to Vanilla Ice, maybe in the room it was a different feel. But you look at that video, which is on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' official YouTube channel, and uh, you, you tell me what you see. Uh, I'm not going to do that because it's, no, you're not. it sounds like it's not worth it. But no. uh, to pick up your mood after feeling down on, on behalf of Vanilla Ice, who I'm sure is fine, by the way, um, yeah. how would you like to hear some supporting evidence that not just Johnny Depp, but also Jarhead conspired to kill Squirrel? Ah, oh, yes, please. So, you know that uh, ostensibly these four friends, uh, like it's Zicoli in the lead, and then the mm-hmm. other three are all kind of meant to have level equal billing and footing in the film. Yeah. So when Jarhead takes them to see their new house in the Encino Hills, uh, and he he starts showing them around, mm-hmm. and there's much excitement. The first room he shows, could you tell me what the first room he shows them is? Uh, living room? No. Bedroom? Oh, Cole's room, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's a Coley's room, and he says we could slap up the, um, was it soundproofing on the walls? Some air shit. curtains on the walls and soundproof yeah. it. Then where does he go? Uh, then he goes into Johnny Depp's room, doesn't he? That's correct. And then and he says, what do you give the man who has everything? just more of that man and then pulls a mirror out which again like my favorite line of the whole movie and always will be and then we and then where do they go uh then i think they discuss how the rent's going to carve up and jump in the pool don't they where do they discuss where the rent's how the rent's going to carve up they discuss that in jarhead's room where's squirrel's room bro holy shit i don't know does he not have one why wouldn't squirrel have a room Whoa, because he never intend like Jahid never intended for him to live there. Oh shit, dog! Damn, it's dark, huh? Wow, eh? Really dark. Can I ask you a question related to this? When they're like carving up the rent, there's a weird sentence that gets said, which I've never been able to figure out. And I think it's like um, Johnny Depp says to to Jahid, "You pay nine, we pay seven. Yeah. It's but like that doesn't equal the amount that the place costs. I've, I think. I've yeah, tried no, to do the math a couple it of times. It does. It does it. Does it? Cuz it's it's 750 a week and then uh Johnny Depp's like you've got the biggest I noticed you got the biggest room. He's like finest fee and he's like we pay 7 you pay 9. So 7 700 times 3 is is 2100 plus 9 is $3000. And seven fifty would also be three thousand dollars. Seven fifty four ways. Oh, is it? Oh, thank you very much because that's been pissing me off for the last six watches. No, nah, so these boys, the worst businessmen in the world, are better with yeah. sums and numbers than you. Real good at fractions on the fly. I've literally had six weeks to work this out, and haven't been able to. Uh, these boys are good. They're good at one thing. I got to say, fractions. if they were good at fractions, they would honestly. I can't get over how they're getting ripped off by the club manager at social. They've got mm. at least enough evidence to take it to the small claims tribunal, get it in front of a 
a judge or a community member who is acting as a judge, honestly, be heard. You know, there's there's protocol and there are systems out there to stop this sort of thing happening in the workplace. All rise for judge justice. Didn't. <laughs> I was born into this job. We are hearing the case today of Jarhead versus Club Owner. <laughs> I understand you boys make your money on the side from selling drugs, so this seems like a very unusual case to bring to small claims. No, no you're not meant to know that. Oh, this judge, this judge, he does his background research, bro. Yeah. He's, a, he's this the peculiar judge, little yeah. man. He's like, we actually need to wrap up this case very quickly because I have to go to court for spying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. So you were going to tell me your shining light. Uh, I was eventually. Um, it's so brave. You know when Zicoli's doing the explanation to Sophie about uh, the different BPMs? of different yeah, genres of yeah. music, different tempos. Um, during the bit where he's... To, he, he says hardcore, eh? He says hardcore is his example of something that's yeah, like yeah, 200 yeah. beats per minute. I don't know how you dance <laughs> to that. There's a guy in the background of that example clip uh, who's just got a metal pole and he's just swinging it um, kind of is like... Is it like an orange metal pole? Huh? Is it an orange metal pole? I don't think it's orange. I thought it was silver, but it could be orange. But he's like, it's basically a lever that's not connected to anything and he's just like jerking it. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I like that guy. That's my shining light from this watch. That's good. Do you think... He's so into it. That's found footage, eh? That's not stuff they shot for the movie. It's definitely stuff that Max Joseph has grabbed from YouTube and then paid someone $60 to be able to use in a feature film. Hey, did you watch that clip that someone sent us? Of uh, oh no wait I think it was from the Reddit the subreddit of um, introducing Max Joseph no it's it's done all in the exact same style as the movie with like the the titles and shit which makes me think that maybe Max Joseph actually edited this thing as well which is pretty full on that would that would, uh, that would be impressive yeah I'm impressed by that anyway do you have a shining light I do um and it's close to the start of the film when the the fellas are all out getting late night food um, and they're looking at apartments in a magazine because, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I'm learning. There's a reason these guys aren't doing so well and uh, they just don't know. They just can't make shit work for them. Like, they're all... Yeah. They're simple boys, but they're good boys. Uh, And one of them is such a simple boy. I don't know who, and I'd love to hear your theories on it. One of them doesn't like tomato in their burgers. There's a, oh, a p- man after my own heart. Yeah, there's a passing shot of a plate, and the tomato like there's evidence of tomato being removed from a burger and left on the plate. And uh, I used to be like that. I actually got into to I used burgers as my gateway to get into tomatoes, uh, and now I love them. I'd never eat one like an apple. I have some friends who do that, but you know, I like I think they're I think it's a good flavor. Um, did you did you used to be in a situation where you would avoid tomato at all costs? Yeah, get it out of my burger. I don't want it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I have graduated from that zone as well. So I used to be just absolutely get every tomato away from me, and remove it from any meal that it's in. Um, cooked tomato, fine, but like burgers was the big one because it's just a raw, cold slice of tomato in there. But I'll just eat it now. I still won't enjoy it, but I'll eat it. That means that you're you're on. It's so funny to conquer tastes like that. That means you're on your way to enjoying it. 
The, um, who do you th- the reason why I hated Tomato ever so briefly, Guy, sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, no. It was in one foul swoop. I was very young and had some sort of terrible crippling stomach bug. It was like one of the most sickest I've ever been as a child. And I distinctly remember at the time my mum cutting up tomatoes and cucumbers. And for years and years and years after that, the smell of cucumbers would make me nauseous. And, uh, and I hated tomatoes as well. And I'm only just now being able to shake that off. What's your relationship with cucumbers like? Uh, pretty similar to tomato, to be honest, and actually probably slightly worse. I can understand not liking tomato. It's a texture thing. It's uh, is it hard? Is it soft? Is it? I mean, it's just I can't I can't get on board with it. I mm. I couldn't. Cucumber, one of the least offensive smells, tastes, textures in the food community today. That's in some ways what is wrong with it though. It's like what do you represent? What are you here to do? What are you adding watery, to what I'm about watery to Watery crunch. Yeah, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. But like, it does have a slight taste. What's wrong with a watery crunch? Well, that's the thing, guy. It's completely irrational. It's just that I attached cucumbers to my being sick as a kid. Um, probably the thing that got me over it, though, is cocktails, because I quite like gin, and there's a lot of gin-based cocktails that will have a little slice of cucumber in them. Will you eat um, the cucumber at the end of the cocktail? Yeah. Yeah, I will. You're an interesting yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm coming around. Uh, um, well, which which of the boys do you think doesn't like tomato? I feel like Zicoli loves- squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. He's the most malnourished of them, and tomato's a superfood. Is it? That's what they say. Yesterday's kale. Yesterday's kale. Yeah, that's what tomato is. <laughs> the other thing I really liked, there were two sort of consecutive moments in the diner where I was like, this is a good movie. Uh, mm. Was when, or not a good movie, but just there's stuff to enjoy here, is when they first meet Paige and he's walking out of the restaurant and Johnny Depp sees him and he's like, you're looking sharp as ever, Paige. Paige yeah. is literally wearing a tracksuit top, like <laughs> zipped down to the middle of his pecs. Like Paige is not looking sharp as ever. You look like shit, Paige. <laughs> but he's got two girls hanging off his arms. You know, that's what he's talking about. He's just kissing ass to try and Man, try and get some of that nah. afterglow. Paige, Paige is such a fascinating character in this film. Yeah, he he's um he's not a goodie. You know that montage at the end of the movie where it's going around seeing where everyone's at now um, while uh, Zicoli is playing on stage at Summerfest and you <clears throat> get a shot of Sophie, I think, walking into university. Yeah. I think it's while the line, are we ever going to be better than this, is being delivered. And there's a shot of an interior of a car and two dudes. Is that Johnny Depp and Paige? Is that who I'm looking at, smoking a cigarette? No. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about, that shot? I don't remember that shot. I because I I was busy um, entertaining another theory uh, during the closing credits. Oh yeah, uh, which I'd like to posit to you as a potential spin-off for "We Are Your Friends." Love to hear it. Zicoli plays one song as the opening DJ for James Reddit's Summerfest. It's not a great song. Um, due to some generous editing, it appears the crowd likes it, but we don't know that. And, and more than that, he's disorganized. He shows up. He gets set up. He has a very, uh, he doesn't have a very charismatic intro. Pretty much, I, I posit that Zicoli tanks at Summerfest. Oh. Okay. Accordingly, James Reed. Of the Feelers. Of the Feelers. 
Uh, he has a very rough set afterwards and also loses his credibility, not just as a DJ, but as a tastemaker for bringing along Zakoli. Oh, shit. So both of these boys are down on their luck now. They're struggling yeah. for work. Yeah. Uh, they have to pull resources because Zakoli doesn't want to live with Jahid anymore. He wants to pursue music full time. Yeah. They move in as flatmates. Yes. Okay. Zakoli's still trying to flirt with Sophie, goes to the cafe. Yes. He asks, Love it. He asks for the muffin. She says yes. that deal's not value, valid on, it's only, you know, you can only redeem that on Thursdays, but I can make an exception. Boom, you're fired. You can't just give away company food. She's oh, also shit. out of a job. The three of them are living together in this fucked up love triangle. I yes. smell a sitcom. That is beautiful. They open, I like that a lot. Okay, they open a sushi restaurant with Jarhead as the chef in the valley. Oh man, this is so good. We should call it We Were Your Friends because <laughs> it's like about how it, not everyone's still with them. Like Squirrel died. He was our friend. Sophie is now romantically involved with um, Zicoli. So they're not friends anymore. They're lovers. They were friends. Uh, I mean, James Reed of the Feelers can barely contain his rage at the whole situation, but he just has to live there because he knows it's the only way back to the top of the music food chain. Yeah. He's got no friends. We were your friends. And what I love in particular about this is it's a sequel that can pick up from literally moments after the end of the first movie. Yeah. I always, I, I can't even think of an example, but whenever a film franchise can start a movie like one second after the last one ended, that's fucking dope. The Marvel Universe has kind of played around with that a bit. Um, with the, uh, oh no, sorry, the DC stuff with Batman versus Superman. Um, how you get a lot of, uh, sort of cross chatter of the Man of Steel movie going into um, the what's it called Dawn of Justice one. I've, I like that. I haven't seen any of those, but I, I also like the notion of um, of like imme- the the story immediately continues. So like the first scene of the sitcom is is all of those stories. It's the fallout from the end of the movie. Yeah, and then opening credits, boom, we're in the world. <laughs> I also like imagining the <laughs> the pitch. So they're in like in front of some executives, some big film, big dick executives with their big old checkbooks, and they're like, "All right, remember the events of We Are Your Friends," and they're like, "Yes." They're like, "Okay, there. That's where we're picking up. Like immediately, <laughs> just there. Nothing has happened yet because we're picking that ball up right at where the credits were. As soon as Tanya Romero's." box of money has been laid down on the concrete we pick the film back up yes that is the opening of we were your friends and tanya romero starts to take over the world by using the money to feed her monster i she swears vengeance on page so good yeah hard out which actually funnily enough is like not totally dissimilar from the plot line of Little Shop of Horrors and that there is this growing beast which gets bloodthirsty and starts to consume more than uh, is rational. I like that movie. What? We Were Your Friends or Little Shop? We Were Your Friends is a TV show. I like Little Shop. Oh, have you seen it? The Rick Moranis one? Yeah. It's kitschy, eh? It's great. Real kitschy. Hey, did you notice that... Um, Zicoli has got a picture of a squirrel on his headphones at the end. I did. First time I've noticed that. Yeah. A nice touch. Yeah. I also noticed uh, that the tattoo that I suggested he got uh, in memoriam of squirrel was he had Mm. it earlier in the... uh, Oh, that was there? 
Yeah. Still a stellar find from you, mate. Very eagle-eyed. Hey, thanks. It means I'll a lot always to me. res- I'll always respect you for that, for that tattoo observation. Hey, cheers. Even that was slightly wrong. Cheers, dog. Um, hey, last thing before we start to close out, I just want to say, whatever James Reed of the Feelers' story was about the fountains in Rome when they were all having a drink together, all three of them, Zakouli, Soph, yeah, uh, J- James Reed, like it's a garbage story. That story must have been terrible. The punchline to the joke was, and then I said to him, no, meet, "We're in Rome. Meet me at the There's fountain." Fountains I was like, "Fountain? Which one?" We're in Rome. <laughs> I wrote God. down the same fucking thing, man. That is a bad anecdote. It's a garbage story. It's a garbage into a garbage tale. He's had two, and mi- everyone laughs politely. I know, and that's what—that's the problem. It is the problem. You're right. Shit stories are getting through because everyone keeps entertaining uh, this notion that James Reed is a great storyteller. He ain't. He's not even a very good DJ, so far as we can tell. He's just a bottomless pit of money and PCP. This movie, but by the way, pretty, decidedly pretty good pro front PCP. Man for a New Zealand rock band. Uh, yeah, there's, we shouldn't gloss over that. There's no because PCP is quite a just. Everything I know about it is that it's a very destructive drug. He uh, he he feeds it uh, unknown to Zakoli. They have a great mm. night out, and then the next yeah. morning when he wakes up at his house, like if you wanted to show that PCP can be destructive, don't wake up in a lovely house. Put him in a gutter. Yeah, exactly. And, then, and don't have him be largely fine as well. He looks gorgeous. As always. And then when he's talking about uh, how, like, he's like, you were talking a big game last night. And Zicoli's like, yeah, well, I don't, I shouldn't drink whiskey. I don't usually drink whiskey. And then he covers his mouth. He says, or take PCP as if to be like, oh, mm. don't want to let the kid out of the bag in front of your partner. But then so, and it cuts to Sophie, whose face is like, oh, you've been taking PCP again. <laughs> Bro. And then no fallout. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sophie's not in a position of power to be able to call any shots on uh, the feelers, James Reed. She is. That's the tricky thing about it. No, nah, she's not really. They're she's a, like, they're a couple. she sits under him. Yeah, but it's such a complicated relationship, Guy, because she they are both a couple, but she's also his employee. Yeah, that is. That's the fucked up thing about their relationship. It is pretty, it's a confusing, it's a minefield out there. Yeah, it sure is. Um, but I tell you what, I did not enjoy this watch. In closing, I did not enjoy it at all. It was really arduous. It was a big ask. And um, I don't want to watch it by myself anymore, for sure. So when you're coming home to Papa Bear, Guy Guy. Uh, the next time you watch this movie, Tim. Yeah. I, oh, it's hard to say. I'm in Australia well, we, for another week. Uh, I'd say well, this, there'll be another Skype one after this. Or I get back on the 13th, which I think is a week today. So I can't imagine it sitting very well with uh, my gorgeous girlfriend if I scampered <laughs> off the plane and into the waiting arms of Tim Bat. Oh, yeah. And the I, was, I was with your girlfriend last night, Guy, actually. And uh, I'll complete that sentence. She came with us to Little Shop. Um, yeah, and I, I'm aware that you guys have got like a 24-hour window in between you coming back and her leaving for like two weeks or something. It's madness. Hey, don't you air my dirty schedule laundry on the podcast, you little bitch. I, <laughs> I'm happy to cut this bit out if you want. I Do you know, the, I don't think I've... Oh, there's one thing I can remember ever editing from the podcast since it began. One single... And it was only like three seconds. And it was during um, this season. 
uh, when we did the live record. What was it? It was it was just a uh, loose lived comment from you in a tangent, uh, absentmindedly. Uh, you were you were being whimsical but drunken and angry, and you just um, made a vague. Oh, that's right. I made an insulting remark about a family member of mine without even it being pointed at my family whatsoever. But um, I've got some family members who listen. <laughs> I've made it. I've built it up to make it sound I know, way worse not, than I it actually was told, by dancing around you it. You told me you cut it out. I was ma- yeah. I was in the middle of a stupid riff saying that different family members from our respective families had had sex and it had made things yeah. awkward. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I know, the Montgomery and Bats uh, have never... No one's copulated with anyone. No, not so far as we know. And look, if they decide to have at it, power to them. But... um. It was a spurious rumor that you were spreading, and I had to step in. Well, you didn't really. But that's that's literally the only thing I think I've cut in the whole, like over hundred episodes. We've fuck maybe like hundred and twenty episodes or whatever that we've done. Well, that is madness. And I, so, therefore, the Sophie comments stay. That's fine by me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm about to get a phone call from uh, some rural Australian radio station to tell them why they should watch a comedy show I'm doing next week. Great. Hey, will you enjoy that? And um, I guess bye. And also thanks again to Big Pipe Broadband. Go to bigpipe.co.nz. Can't forget them. Uh, and remember, everybody, don't bro me if you don't know me. This movie's still fine. There's a colleague One of them dies, that goes squirrel. One of them's a hockey. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.